Okay, so um, I, of course, imagine if I came on and today was the one where I was like, I'm not excited for this chat. Um, but I am, as per usual, excited to go over today because the retreat, the retreat was freaking insane. And for reasons that aren't like, you know, yeah, the house was beautiful. That's great and all. Let me just turn off my low battery on here. My, hold on. Turn off low battery mode. This way I can keep my notes open and it won't shut down every two seconds. So anyway, um, you know, yeah, okay. The house is beautiful. The location was beautiful. That's a given. The food, great. Uh-huh, you know, great things. But it's not accessible to everybody. And I think for a lot of reasons, it's not easy to travel. It's fucking terrifying. It's also just not, you know, not something we all pack up and do. So I was excited to take the big things that, you know, I learned from this weekend, because I learned a shit ton as well, just, you know, running something like this. And the things that I, the feedback I had heard from the other clients, things that were, you know, some things I didn't even expect to be groundbreaking that were. Um, I couldn't wait to bring that back to you guys, because as much as I feel super connected to everyone at the retreat, and as much as I'm ex so excited to do more of these, for sure, um, I think I'm more, I feel more passionate than ever that every single person in this program can, can experience the same thing, whether they're there in person or working with us as a team. So that's my mission to you guys, my, not to make you guys jealous and just give you super FOMO. But to basically try to filter on down some of the more you know, amazing breakthroughs that we had so that everybody can experience that together to some degree. So as per usual, in the chat, make sure you're interacting with what we're saying. Um, if you have any questions, those of you who are tuned in who are at the retreat, if you could do me a favor and in the chat, just maybe you know, talk a little bit about your, what, what you liked, your experience, interact with this Zoom as well. Um, and anybody who was not at the retreat, any questions you can think of, feel free, add in the chat, and then I will do my best to answer them all. And if any of the attendees from the retreat want to help answer as well, it was just, I feel like we're all still on that like retreat high where we all just want to share, you know, so let's get into it. All right. So first question for you guys, for those who did not attend the retreat, um, for whatever reason, no problem, but just in just curious, like, what did you think about it? You know, seeing it, hearing about it. Did it seem like something that was completely unrealistic? Something in FOMO, you know, like what were you guys at home doing? I hated how quiet my inbox was, by the way. Like I appreciate everybody giving us the time at the retreat for sure. But I know everyone's doing that on purpose. So I'm dying to know, what were you feeling at home watching this going on, you know, between some of our stories and updates? What were you feeling? Tell me in the chat. Oh, it was absolutely something I wanted to join. I wanted to meet everyone. I was jealous, <laughs> definitely. Um, definitely something I would love to be a part of. Next time, connection is so important. It really, really is. And I think um, I didn't even realize how much the pandemic affected that because I, believe it or not, I'm not an extrovert. I am an outgoing introvert. <laughs> so it was to see like how connection was so important and what an impact that made and how it's not really even something that's spoken a lot of times just being you know together that that is a connection that I think was missed a lot ever since good old 2020 so definitely FOMO I'm looking forward to you having another one just had to dog sit well 
I love dogs. So at least it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> Sounded awesome. Took my kids to a cabin instead. And my son had strep. Oh no, that sucks for everyone. Um, and someone said seething with jealousy. It sounded so amazing. Okay. So I guess it was FOMO, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Let's get into some of the meat and potatoes of it though. Now what we did, I think cooking was the biggest part of it, but not like the most time consuming part of it. Um, I wanted to make it so that there was, there were things that were planned, um, but everything was centered around ease. Like everything was centered around, I could demo this in front of you really quick. I don't need to even measure things. I'm going to tell you why and how, and just kind of how I, I call it futzing, like how I futz things together to make them delicious. Um, and I think that was the biggest, I don't know. What do you guys think? Who are, whoever um, was attending, what was surprising about food for you guys as you watched the recipes we did and how we cooked and I'll rattle off some because it was freaking good. So let's see. First night we did different snacks and stuff and pickings. And then we ordered a bunch of gluten-free pizza. Um, next day we did for a breakfast. Oh my God. We did a breakfast stromboli, which was so good. I, I might make that for dinner tonight, to be honest with you after this, but we did a breakfast stromboli with New Jersey, Taylor ham, not pork roll, Taylor ham. Um, and we did French scrambled eggs with sesame oil. Everyone was really surprised at how freaking good <laughs> scrambled eggs could be, which is my favorite thing to watch because I freaking love scrambled eggs. Uh, bacon weave, which is really cute. For lunch, what did we do? We, oh, we, oh my God, the Havarti grilled cheese. We did Havarti grilled cheeses on carbonate bread. We did uh, tomato soup, lemon chicken soup, and then two different types of salads. Um, one dressing that is like my staple, I'll, I'll definitely post it in the page for sure, which I feel like I could post all the recipes from the weekend in the page. I think you guys would really like that. Um, make sure we do that. Um, dinner we had catered, um, and then we had some leftover pizza and stuff like that and soups. Then the next day we did like a Thanksgiving Turkey style kind of dinner. So we had Juliana's awesome friggin' sweet potato casserole. Fun thing with that, we actually, we forgot to bring nuts for the topping of uh, the topping part of the casserole, but we had high key snickerdoodle cookies on hand. So we just crushed up the snickerdoodle cookies and put that on top. And that combined with the sweetener that we had used when Juliana put it under the broiler, it melted the, like it, it caused it to be like a creme brulee, basically like a sweet potato frigging creme brulee. I will never forget the crunch of getting through the crust. Oh, so good. I'm definitely making that for Thanksgiving this year to bring to my family. It was really, really delicious. Um, we had turkey legs. I made ham and everyone was freaked out. Well, not freaked out, like in a good way that I used diet uh, black cherry soda and olive oil as the covering for the ham, like the, the glaze, let's say for the ham. Um, and I just dumped it on top because it sounded good. Like, that was it. <laughs> um, we had green beans, we had collie mash. Am I forgetting? Oh my God. And then cranberry relish. That was really, really good. And I want to eat all of that again right now, as I say it. We also had pumpkin pie parfaits. We had pumpkin pie. We had apple crumble pie. We had chocolate chip cookies. Um, I ate so many of those chocolate chip cookies. Oh, and then we had, oh my God, this, um, pumpkin pie stuffed French toast. 
that was really cool because the idea was that I made the recipe up in my head and I had never made it before. Um, so, and it came out freaking delicious. Oh my God. So good. Um, and it was just, uh, again, I'll post all the recipes, but it was fantastic. And I think the thing that was crazy was just like, it was meant to be easy. It was just meant to be really freaking easy. You know, it, there's no shame in using ready-made foods. There's no shame in using things that are pre-cut for you or shredded or bagged. You know, okay, I understand we have to be conscious of this and we don't want to create a lot of waste. We don't want to, there's a million things we got to watch out for. But at the end of the day, the, the overall statement and mission for this retreat was it's all about our lived experience being a good one. It doesn't have to fucking make sense to people. It doesn't have to check all the boxes of the world's healthiest protocol that's ever existed. Nobody is judging you based on how crunchy you are. And honestly, the stress that goes behind just feeling inadequate in that area and trying to always be that is like making us less healthy. So it's really kind of counterintuitive if we're just sitting here stressing about eating perfectly and to the point where we don't even want to eat. Like it's not even enjoyable at that, at that point, right? It makes ordering sound way easier, which there's nothing wrong with it except the fact that it's expensive. It adds up, you know? So I think really I wanted to focus on here are some really good comfort recipes that are easy to throw together. And, you know, they're not going to win you a goop award. Gwyneth Paltrow might not give it a gold star, but I do. So, <laughs> but let's see what else we did. So that's the, the cooking portion of it. Let me check the chat here. Um, I think Juliana said, I think it made a big difference to be surrounded by others that completely understood me. I was blown away by how I could be unapologetically myself and no one thought that I was weird or too much. They just loved me for me. You're freaking hilarious. Juliana, by the way, got the nickname, the avian angel on this trip because she was the freaking bird whisperer, like having full combos, like getting summoning the swans to the dock. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. No, absolutely. Always be yourself and wear your hair up because you're awesome. So um, that was hilarious. And absolutely. I'm glad you were yourself for sure. EB, it was the first time I could cook and enjoy the food with no shame, right? Like, I, no, there was no, like, I think part of the whole retreat thing was that the food was taken care of, right? There was no deciding. There was no, like, should we pick this? Should we pick that? Which one should I have? It's like, have some of all of it, you know, eat more. Are you hungry? There's extra. You know, and I think that that is such a, a component to relaxation, because even if you go to an all inclusive vacation, it's still like navigating. How do I take care of myself? What do I do? Um, you know, that's what gets really difficult still. And a lot of times it's like, screw it, whatever. It's part of the enjoyment. But I think having the food be tailored to like, no one's going to feel like shit this weekend as much as possible, you know, not from the food at least. And it'll be decided. So you don't have to have that like that thought process. Um, that was really cool. Like if I do say so myself, but the soup, don't forget the soup. No, I made my Greek avolemono soup with the tomato soup and I could live on soup in the fall and the winter. So I was so glad you guys liked it. Um, I also made shirataki rice for everyone to try to sample in their soup to kind of see if they enjoyed the texture. Uh, what did you guys think about the shirataki rice? If you tried the lemon soup with it. 
Avo lemon, oh, by the way, I realized I didn't describe it, is a lemon cream soup, uh, like a chicken lemon cream kind of soup. And it's so good. Extremely easy. Let's see. I will definitely post the recipes. I'm starving now. I'm hungry too. My stomach is like growling as I'm talking about it. The sweet potatoes were absolutely insane. So good. Evie said, for a minute, I remember standing in the kitchen, a place I've always been anxious being in and watching others enjoying food and talking about food in a positive, hormone-friendly way. It's hard to explain, but all the struggle of cooking hormone-friendly seemed to be manageable. That's the thing. It's like, you know, there's so much stress created around this kind of stuff that um, it's, we sometimes forget, like, it's supposed to be fun. Sorry, just had... My mom texting me a few times and there's absolutely nothing wrong, but I had to answer. So anyway, um, I'm going to eat some of that soup for dinner for sure. Cause I still have some left. <laughs> there was so much The pumpkin pie. I did not get the pumpkin pie. I think by the end of the, the trip, I feel like a lot of people were just like fooded out and I didn't even realize we had a pie. I went and I warmed it up in the oven, forgot it in the oven. Um, it wasn't burnt or anything. I just have a shit ton of pie now. And I'm sad that you guys didn't get the pie. Did you get to try the pie parfait? Because that was really, that was, I made a tester pie to make sure that my recipe would hold up well, like the day prior to the event. And instead of serving a shit ton of pumpkin pie or day old pumpkin pie that has one slice missing, I took it and I cut it up into cubes. And what we did was we put the cubes, like the pie cubes at the bottom of a cup. We put fresh made whipped cream. Super easy. I have a canister. I don't buy it each time. You know, it's just heavy cream in a little, you know, whipped cream canister. Um, and then we had sugar-free cupcakes that we turned into cake crumbs and sprinkled it on top. So it was the pumpkin pie, the heavy cream, like the whipped cream, and then the cake crumbles on top. And it was a whole new thing, even though it was pumpkin pie. So those are my favorite. So good. French toast. Amazing. All right. Real moment. I wasn't the one cooking or even helping much. I still got inflamed as hell. Reality. Traveling, right? Traveling, the stress of the whole thing, our bodies being the way they are, climate changes, all of that. It's like, it's a good thing when the food doesn't add to that, whether it be preparing the food, eating the food, whatever, you know? So definitely a real, a real moment. Susan Williams, the ducks, the swans. So funny. I'm just reading the chat now. Those who are listening in on Spotify or the recording and they're like, what the fuck? Um, love the rice, which is awesome. Whipped cream pie, whipped cream crumble. Ooh, even better. Yeah. So food, so much fun. Next we did, we talked about on the mindset side of things. We did a few exercises that I freaking love. We started out with something called move your ass. <laughs> and I gave everybody these adorable little uh, notebooks to jot stuff down in. I don't know if I have any available around me right now. Oh, duh, right in front of me. So everyone had brain dump notebooks that I wanted them to carry around with them so that at any point they can just put in here anything that stood out to them, whether it was something they heard from others, from me, things they thought, whatever. And then, you know, you carried around as a little like, external hard drive. But when we first got together, I had them write it down on a piece of paper, like one of the sheets and tear it out. 
and tape it up to a wall. And the idea was, I want you to put something on these pieces of paper that you want to accomplish or get clarity on by the time we leave this weekend. And my commitment was that before we left, each note that was taped up on the original wall would be moved to the completed wall by the time we were leaving. Like we were not going to leave without it. And some of these were amazing, you know, like, I mean, well, they were all amazing, but some of these were amazing to see that there was clarity and people felt genuinely comfortable after just a couple of days, you know, connecting and being themselves. So this one to have more courage to try new things in the kitchen. I want to learn slash practice good stress and coping mechanisms and exercises. I want to feel peace. This one was like a real, I don't know, it hit me right in the feels. That's a blank piece of paper. To feel comfortable sharing my story and not feel, be so afraid of judgment. To be comfortable being my true self around new people. Help me build a hormone-friendly morning and evening routine that I can stick to. So it all ranged, you know, like it was mindset stuff, some physical stuff, some cooking stuff. And by the end of the weekend, we had moved it all over to the other side, which was great to see. Um, we also did some, what else did we do? We did the set. Oh yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting the sex talk. <laughs> we got, we also did cross the line, which was really powerful. Um, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, like I rushed through that because I really had to hold myself back because I was getting teary. I was getting like emotional, even just doing it. But the idea was everyone stood in a line, really intimidating. Um, just kidding. Little. And I would ask a question. And if they, if, if you guys had experienced it, you would take a step forward. And the idea was to see without having to answer, without having to add any personal interpretation to anything just stepping forward and seeing like the power of that, you know, and some of the questions I was asking, you know, they were pretty deep questions, but you know, some of them have been, have you ever been called like told you're not enough? Um, have you ever been told you're too much, you know, things like that. And I think what the power is seeing all different types, all different people from all over, you know, we even had Sophie joining us from all the way from the UK, you know, everybody from all over, going through such similar stuff. Um, and it, it's some powerful shit without divulging too much into like what those questions were because they were really intense. It was really eye-opening to see people understanding like, oh, wow, I am really like, I know I'm not alone, but I'm in a room where I am seeing how not alone I am. And everybody here has their own shit that they're not going to judge other, you know, anyone else for because we're all in the same boat to some degree. You know, um, and it's sad to see some of the questions like one of them I'll say was, have you ever felt let down by a doctor? And to see every single person there take a step forward and like have a look on their face, like like turn bright red almost, you know, is because every single one of us had experienced that. And that connection was really freaking powerful. Um, we talked about our diagnosis stories. I asked, how did you feel pursuing your diagnosis? How did you feel once you received your diagnosis? And then what has been really poignant and stands out to you ever since with where you're at now? And I think that that was maybe the beginning of the start of like when everybody kind of started realizing, like, I have no idea what each one of the people here has really been through, um, you know, and they don't know what I've been through. And yet we all have this vulnerability that we came here to, on this weekend to share. It's a pretty powerful thing for sure. Um, See. All right. 
and then we had a sex talk. So this was, this was requested. I think I did a poll or something like what you would want as an add on like to be included. Um, and that was the most requested one by a landslide, which usually is. So we, uh, my goal was to talk about, uh, sex drive, sex drive, because it commonly affects all of us in all different ways. And let me tell you the subtle, <laughs> the, the dance that you have to do when me, like I'm someone I've experienced low sex drive in the past, but typically my hormonal imbalance is on the other side of things. So I'm on the hyperactive side and I've worked with people with all, you know, on both sides of that spectrum for several years now. So it's always a delicate dance when you're trying to talk to people who would give anything to not like rather cut their toenails than have sex with their partner. And you're somebody who like always wants to go, <laughs> you know, um, and the shame that can kind of come with that on both sides of that spectrum, you know, to not build resentment for one versus the other communication was the key. So yeah, fun. You know, we talked about stuff like how to be more kinky and not feel bad asking your partner to be that way, how to deal with trauma. If that's what's made you feel disconnected from your partner and not excited to explore that. Um, we talked about all that stuff too, but at the end of the day, communication was the topic. Like that is the solution for almost any problem in intimacy, not in sex, but in intimacy. And if you have intimacy, you have the ability to vocalize what you, what you want to try, what you're comfortable with and things like that. The only thing that can come from that is good sex, right? Knowing what each other likes is important, but there's so many things that, that add to why that connection and that communication doesn't happen. Even if you've been with someone for freaking ever and you love them, like the sun rises and sets on their head. Sometimes like if that communication is not there, it's usually self-imposed. We think that it's going to be unsexy or scary or, or emasculating, whatever that is, you know, to talk about these things, shameful, whatever, but it's not when you can comfortably discuss what each other wants and needs, and you can meet those wants and needs. Like that's only, there's only up from there. You know, so being able to talk to everybody in their own individual um, where they're at with their issues with their sex lives, I think was really great and interesting to see all the different situations that can come up, you know, and they all boil down to communication. How many times did I ask you guys, have you told them that you feel that way? <laughs> and you guys are like, yeah, kind of, or like in a different way, or just no, <laughs> when really it's like, let's get talking. Come on, this is fun convo to have. It's just terrifying if it's not been a fun convo in the past. So it helped me feel so much better and had sex as soon as I got home. Yes, we love it. We love it. Letting the freak flag fly for sure. Yeah. Oh, and Mo, um, in response to the cross the line, when I asked, is this surprising? And Mo said, no. That was a lot to take in. Like the fact that like when, when we'd have everybody step forward from cross the line and everyone was standing there, I, would, I was like, is this surprising? And the fact that the answer is no is sad. But I hoped everybody left this weekend feeling like they can pay it forward. You know, it's going to get cringy as hell to hear people talk down about themselves or talk about their lack of capability and things. You know, that was my hope. So maybe we change that, you know? Um, yeah, it was, I, I'd say it was a good talk, <laughs> Evie, for sure. Um, 
you know, I think there needs to be a certain level of like, does your partner necessarily think about every little thing having to do with sex? Like that was the other thing that I realized was I feel like we put so much into being afraid of talking to them about it, but they probably would be really relieved to know what you ha- what the hell you like in bed. <laughs> it is a relief to everybody involved, you know? So I hope that came through. Told my husband, been feeling like Monica from Friends, uh, super in the mood, but super sick. And I'm not sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it, it's like, there's so many reasons why the balance of intimacy can be off. We talked about my intimacy challenge that I ask clients to do sometimes where the idea is you say to your partner, okay, Michelle's putting me up to this. It's not that we're not allowed to have sex, but the idea is that for the next, what, 10 days, 20 days, whatever, we're going to take five minutes to have non-sexual intimate time together, some kind of physical touch that, and the goal is not to lead to having sex. Like that's the thing we're going to try to just not focus on. And usually what will happen is after a few nights, it ends up being that the person who had the low sex drive wants the sex because you're removing that pressure for it to have to get there. You're removing that pressure of, I don't want to turn them down again, or I don't want to turn them down again. You know, you're basically just being able to connect and have that intimacy with your partner. And then the rest kind of follows. But I think we get hung up a lot on, on the stuff in here and it makes it more difficult. So that was fun. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I think the biggest thing that I took away was, and this was my ending message to everyone, which was like, oh my God, cry fest. <laughs> but um, I think what was amazing to me is I talk to you guys often, or, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you guys as often as possible. So for some of these clients who I have talked to for literally years now, we've been working together to see them in person. I felt like I had met them a million times before. I feel like I had known them for so long and I do, but like known in a face-to-face manner, not on the other side of a phone or zoom screen, you know? And what was amazing was I've, I've heard what you guys think about yourselves for the, all of this time. I I've heard the version that you guys see. And I, for the first time, got to see the version that I see. And, and I think that was the most like earth shattering thing to me was I feel so connected to helping people like themselves because that discrepancy between what I feel like we see in ourselves and truly what the outside world sees is when that is so different and it's self-imposed, that's fucking heartbreaking, you know? So I, I hope, and I feel like the vibe, of course, you know, the vibe, the energy, like everything was so different and shifted and warm and stuff when we were leaving, but it made me genuinely glad because I feel like every, maybe everyone felt a little bit more seen in that the way that we see each other, not the way we see ourselves. And I hope that that, you know, continues. I hope all of you experience that because what the fuck we're in these bodies, making it harder on ourselves. Like it's hard enough as it is. <laughs> it's hard enough without external stimuli, you know, and, and and without the comparisons and everything. We don't need to be the ones feeling worse about ourselves just because we have a bad view of ourselves. When the people around you have a better view of you than you do, that's when you know that that's the thing to work on because there's no proof for that bad view. So if somebody's telling you to have a bad view, you got to figure out why. 
And I just think this weekend made me really excited to freaking figure out why, because you all deserve better. So at the end, end of the retreat, what do we do? So then, oh my God, we did the letters. Um, I had everyone put their, like, we wrote everyone's name on a piece of paper, put it in a bowl, walked around, had everyone pull a name and then write a genuine letter that just explaining how the other person, whoever they got impacted them during this retreat, what they, you know, anything nice that they thought or wanted to include. And everyone read the letter they got for the first time <laughs> out loud, which was intimidating, but I think authentic, you know, and vulnerable. So that was pretty amazing to see essentially <laughs> nine perfect strangers. No, I'm just kidding. Not like that this time, but um, to see all these different people who don't know each other, they all know me, but they don't know each other really like on the Facebook page, they might comment back and forth, but they don't know each other. But to see that happen where by the end of the retreat, like some of these letters were just so touching and amazing, you know, um, I'm, I'm like gushing, but yeah, it was great. Let's see. That, that is so cool. Seeing them for how you see them and not the version they want you to see or how they see themselves. Yeah. It was a real trip. Like I, I swear to God, I just wanted to like reach out and like hug every person there because I'm like, and, and, and shake them a little bit too. And be like, don't you see how great you are? Like God, you know, um, but I get it because I've been that person. So everyone, people could tell you that till you, they're blue in the face. It, it has to be something we feel, you know, and that definitely takes time. I didn't cry at the time, even though I was so touched, but I cried like five times since reading it again. Yeah, it's really something, you know, I, we kind of take for granted how unseen a lot of people feel. So witnessing them being seen again is like crazy in a good way. So thoughts, questions, sentiment, anything you want to share in the chat, any questions for the other people, um, on, you know, who had been to the retreat who are on here, not me tearing up listening to this. Yeah. It was like really, really touching. It was really friggin' sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, and Sophie had pumpkin pie for the first time, right? <laughs> and I was like, welcome to the USA. Here's pumpkin pie. <laughs> So, and that was really cute. Oh, Sophie's awesome. I'm so glad we got to meet. Um, and a champ. Coach Sophie took a six-hour train ride to the airport to then fly eight hours here and be jet-lagged like all weekend for a weekend and then got back today. Super amazing to meet her though. Um, yeah, and then what else was there? There was the craziest sunset I've ever seen. I have been to a lot of places. It's going to sound really like, oh God, cringy maybe, but I've been to a lot of pretty places in my life. Like I'm lucky in that way. I, I go back to Greece as much as possible. Freaking Greece, which you know, I talk and brag about all. I love that country. When I tell you this freaking sunset in Seaside Heights, New Jersey was like the most picturesque sunset I have ever fucking seen sober in my life. Like that was, it was immaculate. The side. Exactly. I was like, like, I couldn't, I, pictures are amazing. Well, I'll share them and they don't even begin to do it justice. And I, I don't have some weird New Jersey pride where I think this is the best place in the world. I just am, I was floored by this sunset. Like I ran up and woke, um, Ashley was sleeping and I ran up and I was like, wake up, go look at the sunset. Don't miss it. And, um, 
she's like, yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of bright. And I'm like, no, your curtains are blackout. Open those curtains. And she was like, oh my God, I've never seen colors like that in the sky. Crazy. So um, we often have sunsets like that in in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. I'm going to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm so, I'm so glad you got all, you all got to experience that makes me realize that I take it for granted. Oh, sunsets. I love a powerful sunset. Truly. I feel like energy wise, it's, it's something else. If you have a good location to go and just look at it, I would suggest doing that like once a week, just while it's you know tolerable to be outside at least, but um, just go take that sunset in because there's, it, there is an energy about it. I can't explain it. And I don't know. It was so great. Oh, I feel like I'm never going to see a sunset like that again, but it was nuts. Let's see what else was there. We decided we are a coven now. So welcome to the CCA coven. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just hilarious. Hilarious. Um, my hopes are to do this. Like I said, a couple times a year, um, I want a minimum. You know, we might be doing more than a couple times a year. I don't know that when we get to that point, I will be at each one myself. We might have a team running some of them, depending on how frequent or where they're located. Um, But the next one that I will be hosting as well um, will be in California in April at some point. I'm trying to figure out the best dates that wouldn't um, like conflict with anything having to do with school or kids or whatever. It's going to be in Northern California up by the Redwoods. Um, and it's going to be, uh, I'm trying to do a four day retreat for that one with an optional additional day to add on if you want to partake in a psilocybin, um, retreat. So it would be, I think the tentative dates would be 420 through 424. Um, if you're doing the psilocybin day and then 421 through 424, if you're not, if you're joining us after. So I'm just saying psilocybin don't show up on drug tests and it's not, it's something to talk about one-on-one if you're curious, but also like, I don't think so. We'll talk about it. If you even want to let me know if you don't, it's fine. Come before 21. Um, so the goal is for the one in California, that one is not going to be so much about the cooking. I'm going to have, I'm going to try and find someone who can cater it using the recipes that, you know, I want them to use super OCD, but it's fine. It'll be great. Like somebody else make the stuff I want you guys to have without having to cook at all. So we'll still have typical CCA foods. That's going to be a lot more on connectivity between the physical body and the mind. It's going to be a lot more neurodivergent focused um, to focus on clarity and making peace with that. So that will really be the goal. Well, you know, still be, obviously we all have hormone imbalance or chronic illness, inflammation, things like that in here. So that will of course be a part of it, but I really want to focus on kind of strengthening the connection between our neurodivergent um, type brains and the rest of our well-being. And I can't think of hiking through the redwoods. Can't think of anything cooler than that. That. So uh, let me know if you're able to to make those dates. If anyone has any strong, um, I mean, when I say hiking, I mean find a nice place to sit for pictures. <laughs> There will be options for people who would care to hike, but I will be finding a picturesque stump um, near a really big tree. And that's where I'm going to sit my ass so we can sit together. Um, 
but yeah, for see if those dates work for you, if you're like, I really, really, really want to come and you have like, I don't know, like a wedding that weekend or like something really impending that's going to affect it. Talk to me. I'll float some other dates around for the people who are more flexible on dates and we'll try to find a date that works for everyone. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I wish that that retreat was tomorrow because it was so much fun. If we did nothing else, I think just hanging out, being ourselves, watching the freaking sunset was truly going to be like, like, that was everything. Everything else was like a bonus, I feel like, on top of that. Um, so let's see. Can you share an idea of the retreat costs too at some point? That's, I'm still trying to figure that out um, because I want to lock down the dates, but, uh, you know, particularly. Um, but I wanted to, I know last time for this retreat, I didn't have the ability to give you guys as much notice and like a save the date kind of thing. So, um, I'm, I mean, I don't think a retreat weekend, unless it's like something very exclusive and, you know, something like you're going to some freaking place in Fiji or whatever. I don't think it should ever be more than 2000 for a full weekend with room board, food activities and everything. So I don't know that it will be that, but that's the cap I try to set to make sure that everything is kind of within that range. Um, and that I give you guys enough time to have like multiple pay options so that it's not something that's like all in one lump sum. Um, and we have six months before the next one. So I just wanted to float ideas by, I'll have a better idea of exact costs. Um, I hope that helps. I don't know if that's like a good answer, but, um, that's what I try to be around. And then tickets, of course, those, um, I am crazy about hunting down good tickets. I, I sent a few apps in the chat for the retreat, but what were the ones I do? I do Momondo, M-O-M-M-O-N-D-O, -O -O, um, Skyscanner, Hopper, and I feel like I have one more that I'm forgetting, but basically I try to set up all different parameters on those things and I set alerts. So that it lets me know whenever things are going up a certain amount or down a certain amount. Um, and like I, I have found first class tickets to Rome, no, no stops, not during the middle of the night, like during the earlier part of the day. We got there, it was like 3 p.m., I think. Um, and yeah, first class the whole way, round trip for 1300 with fees and bags and everything each. So I had to buy those at like two in the morning. So it was definitely like, I like the thrill of the hunt. Um, but there are ways definitely start by just setting reminders on those apps or alerts on those apps for flights that would seem doable. Um, yeah. Let me know how I can help you if you have any other questions. So I, I hope this wasn't just a, you guys missed out kind of session. I hope, you know, that it, if you could see these, this group of 11 people not know each other from a hole in the wall, essentially, and leave the weekend feeling like a tight knit family where they have that concrete feeling of, of confidence about themselves. Like we're not done, we still have work to do, but you're not alone. There are people who understand, who hear you, who feel you know, you're seen, all those things. I hope that you guys see that as if that's possible in one weekend in freaking New Jersey, then that's possible, we can do that ourselves whether that's reaching out to your coach, reaching out to me, reaching out to this community who seriously, everyone is so great. You know, everyone wants to help. Um, whatever that case may be. I, I think that let it inspire you to be like, I should do that too. I should work towards that same feeling of feeling seen and free too, regardless of the retreat. So 
thank you guys for letting me lead you, for trusting me and my ADHD ass to plan a weekend <laughs> with you guys visiting. I think it was so much fun. I loved it. Um, and I hope that you guys continue to grow and I'll see you in Cali. Oh, wait, we got some comments here. To be realistic, I spent like 350 to 400 on plane tickets and hotel for one night. I saved 600 for the trip plus 100 my mom gave me just in case, but because I didn't have to pay for a lift and I was given a ride, luckily I spent like none of the 600. That it really does, it brings down the cost too when it's when food is provided and you don't have to go anywhere. You know, like there wasn't any, like usually when you go away on a trip, you have to pay for like transportation places and shit like that. But we stayed in one site um, and the food was all there you know, so that definitely helps offset for sure. Thanks for sharing your excitement with the rest of us who couldn't go. My pleasure. I wish I, you know, another thing, like I learned so much from this retreat. There are so many things I want to do, you know, not like it was still great, but obviously your first one isn't going to be your best one, you know? So I'm excited to build on this. And from all the things I learned, you know, um, being able to have like a videographer there to video some portions of the retreat without having to make everyone uncomfortable getting them in it at all. Of course, you know, things like that, that stuff I'm looking forward to including in future retreats, just to be able to turn them into maybe some lesson plans I can bring back with you guys. I think I'm trying to do now. So definitely still jealous, but I have more things I'd like to talk about with my coaches. Yes. You know, we love chatting. So love you guys feel truly honored to have you guys as a part of this community. I feel truly honored to have you guys with your trust in me and the coaches like that. I can't explain. There's no way to convey how genuinely appreciative I am of that fact and how seriously I take that. So definitely reach out. We are back in action. Do, we're all buzzing, trying, ready to help. See your coaches, book your calls, text us and let us know what you need. If you're, you know, what you've been thinking about and tomorrow, cause I'm beat <laughs> tomorrow, we will get back to you guys and yeah, rock it out. Have a good night. Bye.